Hey guys, this is Ishai Breslauer and welcome to the CRE Shark Eye Show where we discuss commercial real estate. On Mondays, we dive deep into an asset class and on Thursdays, we go into some inspirational stories for the weekend. Can't wait to start. Let's go. Hey guys, Ishai Breslauer here with the CRE Shark Eye Show. I hope you guys are doing fantastic this Monday morning and uh we have a lot to discuss this Monday morning. Today, I'm going to be talking a little bit. I have a lot of things I wanted to talk about and uh, focus on one issue that we haven't been diving into that much lately, and I would like to do so. So the thing that you know we're reading lately is about the one asset class, the one asset class that actually uh, we haven't been talking much about lately, and that is office. And that is office. And office is in pain. Office is in pain. And because we know what's going on with multifamily, which is the most resilient asset class. And we know what's going on with retail, which is bleeding. And we know what's going on with hotels that is extremely bleeding. So even though we have all kind of analysis about hotel and retail, et cetera, and uh, we're going to have a few very interesting guests in the, in the near future about retail, so I'm not going to dive into retail that much. But um, the one asset class that remains unknown and remains out there in the, you know, you know, in the dark. And uh, people don't really know. Many people don't know uh, how to put it together. What's going to happen with office. And a lot of it remains out in the open. And we need to discuss this. This is not a simple topic. It's not a simple topic. So the issue of office if I have to like sort of narrow it down and start talking about it, then what got me to actually get here to talk about this today and to be focused on it today was the fact that uh, there was a Forbes uh, article. There was a Forbes article that started uh, naming companies that are actually getting out of the big city and particularly New York City, okay? Particularly New York City. And I would like to read them to you. And, uh, and of course, we're going to discuss them a little bit more in depth in a second. So uh, we're talking about uh, Credit Suisse, Goldman Sachs, which I'm going to be discussing in length, uh, Morgan Stanley, Barclays, UBS, uh, Citigroup, Alliance, Bernstein. There are a bunch of companies that, as this Forbes uh, uh, article states, that aggressively staffed hubs in Florida North Carolina, Salt Lake City, Dallas, and Nashville. And it's not the only thing. We hear a lot of migration. We talk about it a lot. But we more focused, when we spoke about the migration, we focused more on the side of, um, of the residential migration, of how people are moving from the big cities, either it's California or New York City or San Francisco, all those places, uh, because of you know, the, the pandemic, the civil unrest that was, or because of uh, tax issues and many other issues. And we want to discuss that in length. But we discussed it from the side of the residential side. I would like to discuss it from the office side because when we speak about migration many, many times, the main focus of migration is jobs, is how people are actually going to go from one place to another because they have a job. Uh, how many times we heard about that and how many times were we affected by the fact that we needed the new job or we got a new job and we had to move to another town? 
how many times we watched it in real life that a family had to actually take their belongings, take their stuff, uproot their kids from a certain school to another school because they had to move from one city to another. How many times we've seen that? How many times have we seen that because of a job, so many aspects of our lives have changed? Sometimes we talk about moving countries, like the whole, uh, 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 how do you call it? The, the uprooting of, how do you call that? Uh, I felt like the word just flew out of my head. Um, relocation, relocation. The word is relocation, the holy relocation. How many times have we seen people who live in one country move to another? People who live in Israel move to America. People who are in America had to move to Paris. People who are in China had to move to the U.S. and the U.K. and this and, and so on. People move from country to country in order to get that beautiful job that they want or to have that beautiful position that they are, you know, or it's a part of their position and they have to move in order to maintain and go along and actually uh, uh, move up in the ranks because they got this beautiful position. So let alone having moved to from one state to another, one city to another. And so many things are, are piled up in this type of a move. I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. The one example, the one example I want to talk about is the fact that um, people get this new job. They have to, sometimes you don't have the same bank, the same bank, uh, the same bank account. So people are moving and they have to change their driver's license. That's something that we do know. And that is something that we are aware. People need to, um, people, uh, people, people need to understand how much it takes when you move from place to place. How many things, how many things need to be done in order to get to move to another place? So then we narrow it down now to those big companies. So when we're talking about the jobs moving, that will be the cause. This will be the ripple effect that will actually cause the big cities to suffer tremendously. And obviously, we're talking about New York City. Uh, New York City, which did not have that coming in that way because we know of a lot of movement out. We knew that the tech companies, uh, some of them wanted to be in the city. Some of them wanted to be uh, out of the city. Uh, there are all kind of preferences. Some of them wanted to, to have more quality of life. Some of them had younger people who had to be in the cities. Um want to be in the cities and therefore they told uh, um, uh, who and 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 therefore they had to be there and therefore they they did not take how do you say full advantage of the city at a certain point because they had to move out because they wanted to have some some of the families wanted to be in suburbia some of the again young people wanted to be in the city wanted to be where the restaurants are wanted to be where the hype is and the whole thing so this is important to understand that when the pandemic hits, everything, all hell broke loose and everybody had to move out of the city. Not had to, but all of a sudden people didn't go to the office. So the value of being in the city or going to the office, that fancy building, that spectacular place that we all got used to go to, we don't have to be there anymore. We're sitting at home and working and whether the productivity is more or less, we had no choice and the companies had to pivot and had to actually change their culture to make sure that everything works fine. That everything works fine. So 
here's what I want to talk about. So in that article basically points out Goldman Sachs. And that is the big, 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 big story. Because now you have all these politicians that, and I'm not, I don't like to talk politics in this show. This is not my thing. This is not a, it's not a political show. It's a commercial real estate show. But we have to discuss the aspect of New York City, what's going on in New York City. That is inevitable. You got to talk about this. And we see what's happening with the mayor, Mayor de Blasio, of course, uh, who is radically pushing out business, radically pushing out business. And, and that, is, that is insane. That is insane because you have all these major, major businesses who are saying not only that the pandemic hit us, not only that uh, um, it's hard to live where we, where we live, not only that it's expensive, but we're paying tons in taxes. Who are we paying for? And uh, we are paying for a place that is not encouraging us, not encouraging our businesses, not encouraging our clients. It's not encouraging our culture. And our culture is being damaged because if our business, if, if our clients who are actually lending money from us or raising capital through us or using us are stopping to do that because they don't want us and they're actually using our counterparts or our Offices out of state, meaning they are actually using our little office somewhere in Texas or a small or medium office, obviously talking about the big company like that. Why in the world do we need to be here? Or why do we need to have our headquarters here? It's one thing to have a headquarters and one thing to have an office. They could have an office in the city. They could have a much smaller office. But what if the financial district, quote unquote, moves to Florida. What if the financial district, which I find it hard to believe, New York will stay New York in, 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 in many, many ways. But what if, if a good portion, let's call it a good portion of the financial district or the financial center or the midtown real estate center of the world, which is New York City, I mean midtown, usually anywhere between, uh, let's say, a 20-something street all the way up to 60th Street, it was like, uh, if, if you were there, you, you could spend like weeks and weeks between offices and meeting people. You don't have to go anywhere. Everyone is almost there, right? Not anymore. Not anymore. And everybody, everyone is realizing that right now. And the pandemic brought us to not only because we had to move because of the pandemic, the pandemic, but we had, it brought us to a realization that we don't need it. That we may not need that. And and, uh, and also a part of that article is stating out the fact that people, and not only that, it's not only that article because I saw many articles in Yahoo Finance and so on. People, the companies, the big corporations are following talent. I'll say it again. Big corporations are following talent. If there are people who live there, who are a part of their community or the part of their office or a part of their company, are telling them, listen, Mr. Boss, I love to work here, but I want to take my family and I want to move. I want to get out of the two-bedroom apartment. I want to move. Everybody's moving. I, I don't need to be here. I don't have to come to the office that often. Why would I be here? How about we move this office or this department of that office, we move it to Florida so I can live in a nice little home and uh, not so little and uh, have more outdoor experience for me, for my kids, my family, and, and, and less cooped up 
experience, especially when quarantine hits us. Why not? So definitely. So that hits all these big companies are saying, let's move. Let's get out of here. Let's have a different culture. Let's have a different, different life. And let's enjoy that life within the work life that we have. Okay. And therefore that would cause a lot of companies to move. Hey guys, before we continue, I would like to introduce you to the seven day CRE challenge, which will introduce you to commercial real estate and will show you that anyone can do this. Also, I have the free cheat sheet for commercial real estate with the six best secrets for commercial real estate. You can download it free. Just click below or above wherever it is and get it. Let's continue. Now we'll talk about a little bit about the, the aspect of taxes, which is tremendous, tremendous, tremendous aspect. Okay. The aspect of taxes is, is huge. Okay. And that was, it's not a new thing. This is not a new thing, but what do you think? You will discourage businesses in New York and they will pay you and, and, and you, you expect still expect for them to pay you taxes generously. No, they won't. Another aspect of it. You don't encourage wealthy people to live in New York. Okay. Because you say, I don't care if they're living. I'm quoting someone. Can you understand that I'm quoting someone here? I don't care if they rich people are living. We need to take care of everybody else. That's okay. That's cool. But they're moving out. Who do you think own those companies? Who goes to the office? Why do you think 400 people who work in one office go to that certain location? So let me think. Let me scratch my head for a second. Let me think. Okay. If I own the building or I own the company and my office is in that particular building, I think I chose it to be there because it's comfortable for me and for either my executive team or most of my workers or whatever. But the number one person that I'm thinking of, if I own the company, is me. That's what I think about. I do think about my clients. I think about who my clients are. Where is the center? Where is this and where is that? Why is the why is Warren Buffett's office five away, five minutes away from his house and not from one of his uh, people's houses? Why? Why is that? Let's think. Because he owns the company, maybe? Well, think about it. If your people or if someone that owns a huge corporation, or he's the CEO, he's the pivot, he's the, not, I would call it the, the center person, okay? He or she are the main people in that place. Who do you think, what, what, what they will think when they're not encouraged to stay and everybody's telling them, I don't care if you stay, just go, go get out of here. I don't care about you, you could go. Then they could take the entire thing that is called a building I'm not talking about the physical building, but the entire existence of that office and say, I'll be in Florida. I'll be in Florida. I don't have to be here in New York City. I don't have to be here in New York City. And that is what everybody, everybody needs to understand. Everybody needs to understand that it's happening. Everything is changing. Everything is changing. And at the same time, you have states like Texas, like Florida, like, like all these places that actually North Carolina that encourage businesses to move. Why wouldn't they move? Why wouldn't they move? Why wouldn't they uproot and go? 
Why wouldn't they uproot and go? We were all being educated that a lot of things can happen from a distance. Then why should we do that from a place that we are not wanted to be in? That's a huge question. If you're in California and Elon Musk or uh, Elon Musk decides to take his whole corporation, to take Tesla and move it to Texas because it's better for uh, taxes wise, it's better for his workers, it's better for him. He can build a plant, he can build a factory, whatever it is. Why do you think he does that? He does it because it's better for him, he does it because it's better for his business. How many business people? have we heard of that are not of that size, not at that magnitude of companies, because we hear about the big guys. Goldman Sachs moves, that's an earthquake. But how many of the smaller guys who have medium-sized corporations who moved out of the city? How many of them we heard about? Not too much in the news, but we heard about on a personal level. We heard about this guy and this person and her and she and that family and dot company, et cetera, et cetera, all of these guys are moving out of the New York area. And all these guys are moving out of California, and they're moving out to find greener postures. That's what they're trying to find. And those companies are finding a much better environment for them. Less money to pay in terms of square footage, less taxes to pay on the corporate level, less Money that is required in terms of their employees and everything that surrounds of the expense of the related to the employees. The employees are paying less taxes. So why in the world to stay in a place that doesn't say welcome? Why in the world to stay in a place that doesn't encourage them to say, hey, I want to stay here? Why not? Why not? So the answer is move. That's it. Move. Unless something big is not holding you back, move. So many times people have all these thoughts in their brain. They say, okay, uh, I don't want to move. My family's here. Everything's here. My job is here. That's always like, oh, my job is here. And then unless they have the ability or it's their business, they want to stay or whatever. But all of a sudden, the job aspect just changed tremendously. The whole job aspect is more liquid than it used to be, not because people leave their jobs, but because people... Um, realized from the reality that had been fallen upon us that they don't have to work in the office all the time. Or right now, most of the time, they can work from home. And the companies realized they don't have to do all that stuff that they've been doing and paying for all that fancy stuff and they move out. So I think that New York, particularly New York, it also applies to California. It also applies to San Francisco, but particularly New York. I think they will be back. New York City uh, will be back in more years than we thought it will be. I don't think the economy, I think that those people who rent to buy buildings right now in New York and buy notes, um, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, unless they have deep pockets, because deep pockets always wins. Because if they bought it a great price for a great note, they'll have to sit in an empty building or to compromise for concessions in terms of the lease or to make queer deals or long-term deals, a lot of free time, a lot of free lease, uh, months of three, uh, free lease. If, 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 it, if it makes sense in the underwriting, why not? If, the, if it makes sense with the bank and the LTV makes sense, why not? 
If everything makes sense, why not? Financially, why not? Let's do this. But you have to have deep pockets. If you don't have deep pockets, you can't do this. It's not your thing. You can't get close to something that financially doesn't make sense. Okay? If the deal does not make sense, people don't do it. And um, and most people, and for most investors, and for most movers or shakers, it will not make sense. They will not stay in a place where it's not good for them. It's not helpful for them. Well, it's not financially feasible for them, and they will move. And that is what happens. That's what's happening in New York City. And there's, it's inevitable. That's what will happen. That's what will happen. And that's what will be, um, that is what uh, will cause this whole thing. What I want to tell you is that, how do you say that? It's, um, it's, it's, not, it's not a great solution. It's not a great solution. And things are, uh, I, want to, I just want to read you something um, here. I want to read you from that article. I'm just moving this, the camera just a little bit, okay? Uh, hedge fund billionaires and native New Yorkers, Paul Singer and Carl Icahn, Carl Icahn, to relocate their prospective businesses to Florida. Leon Cooperman, billionaire former hedge fund manager. The CEO of Goldman Sachs, as the management previously moved to Florida, what I told you is 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 here. It's happening, okay? Due to the part tax and spend policies of New York, policies of New York, the rent regulation, people just had enough. They when when things happened a few years ago, people were shaken, right? Now the pandemic, now the way that the the the, the regulations in New York are run, the way that the unions are run out of there that's it it's it's end of story there's no there's you can't cover it up anymore that's the way it is and it's nothing to do with politics it's everything to do practical practicality and finances and business that's it you don't need anything else it doesn't mean if you it doesn't matter if you're a democrat it doesn't mean or it doesn't matter if you're a republican it means if you're someone who values capitalism and business and and uh, th- and and you want to thrive professionally even if you were a little bit of a socialist, there's no future like that, okay? A number of bankers told their boss, I quoted, Ken Mollis, the CEO of Eponymous, I hope I read it right, investment bank Mollis, okay, that they wanted to leave New York City to flow for Florida. In response to the request, Mollis replied, we are a talent business. Listen, we're a talent business. I want to attract, I want to motivate and I want to retain the greatest talent in the world. And therefore, they have to move. So with that message, with that message, what I want to say, uh, I, can, I can read more and more. I can go on and on. But it, this is just repeating itself, not only in this article, but in so many, you know, everything I opened today, it's just repeating itself. <laughs> it's a repetitive thing. That's the way it is. And the only way to get out of this is, uh, I think, is to move. That's the way it is because there's no way right now uh, New York can get back with the policies that they have, with the forget the pandemic, of course the pandemic, but with the policies that New York have, with the type of leadership that the New York State has, there's no way out. Even people who live in New York and don't want to leave New York and have the luxury of staying in New York because they love New York, and I understand that I'm from there, and uh, 
and people who want to stay there because of their families, et cetera, and they have that ability, they may keep an office in New York, but they will move their investments elsewhere. They will buy their multifamily complexes elsewhere. They're not going to buy it in New Jersey or New York or anywhere in the tri-state area because it's just not worth it anymore. And therefore, they're moving their monies out. Money, it's not only people, it's businesses and money. It's the whole capital system is moving out of New York. Food for thought for everybody who's thinking of investing in New York. Um, if you have deep pockets and you have patience and you have something good going on and it makes sense on the spreadsheet, it makes sense all around, your due diligence came out right and you have, again, deep pockets, okay, fine. But most of us, most of the people don't have deep pockets. They have ability to invest. They have a system to invest. They have a strategy. What are they going to do? What are these people going to do? What is everybody else going to do? And the answer is, the answer is, it's a very simple answer. Sometimes it's time to go. Sometimes it's time to move. Sometimes it's time to move forward. And that's what we learned in the hard way, myself included. With that, guys, and hopefully optimism moves along because you can't push away smart investors. You can't push away smart business people. They will find ways to invest just like they will find a way and they will pivot and they'll find a way to invest in a business. They'll find a way to move out of one location to another location. It happened in the past. It's not a new thing. Nothing's new here. So let's think how we can help ourselves. Let's think how we can help our families, our surroundings, our employees, our businesses. How can we help ourselves and stop crying and stop whining about what's going on in a certain place that we can't change because we can't. Some people or some policies or some organizations or some cities will not change that fast. It will take few administrations. It will take few, uh, it will take, I don't know what, it will take something, but eventually it will happen. But right now we have to take care of our families. We have to take care of our employees and our businesses. And with that, guys, I want to wish you a beautiful week. Enjoy your week. Take care of yourselves. On Thursday, we're going to have a very special guest. We're going to have Avi Abadi from, uh, I forgot the name of the company. I'm going to repeat it uh, later on in the week. I'm going to give a good promo for this. But we're going to hear about how two young guys really build a beautiful real estate company that does investments in multifamily, commercial, you name it, and they do all kinds of beautiful things. We're going to hear all about it firsthand. Be here on Thursday, 9.30 a.m. Eastern time to hear their story. And, 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 and again, I just want to encourage you again to all those who want to get into commercial real estate, want to learn about commercial real estate. I created a seven-day challenge. The seven-day challenge is created for you. If you want, if you're not in commercial real estate, you're interested in that. You want to get invest. You want to start investing in that. You want to build a career. You want to shift careers. You are a college person. You're in college. You are post-college. You want to start a career. You want to know how to do this. That's why I created. I created the seven-day challenge for you for that. The link is here. Go there. The first day is free. And you can just do the first day and that's it. But it's free. It's going to be helping you to understand, to have a clarity of what this business is. With that, guys, I want to wish you a beautiful week. Take care of yourselves, and I'll see you on Thursday. Take care. Hey, guys, thanks for joining me in this CRE Shark Eye Show. I hope you enjoyed it. 
and go subscribe, download, do whatever you guys need to do. And I'll see you in the next episode. Take care of yourselves.